Every morning at 4 a.m., Natalie Bouchard pulled down 50 vinyl chairs from the lacquered tables. In a matter of hours, they filled with friends. She shared her space, her food, her heart, and in doing so, she never ran empty. Tired and footsore, but never alone. Hey, Tally! Joe's shout over the clamor interrupted her thoughts. The sheriff blearily waved his empty coffee mug at her. Fill her up for me, would you? Sure thing, just wait a... Joe slid his empty mug toward her. It caught on a crack in the counter, curled on its side and fell to the floor. Ceramic flew under the heavy prep table against the wall and shattered into the holes of the black rubber mat. Oops, he says with a sheepish expression. It wasn't an idyllic eatery, she conceded as she grabbed the broom but the hum of laughter and gentle ting of silverware were the heartbeat of this town. The diner, its heart. Besides, the cracks were part of the charm. Deerling, Texas, never lacked for charm. Joe leaned over to look at the mess, his beige law enforcement uniform creasing stiffly. We just bought some new dishes online, he said. They're real hearty. Maybe you could get some for the diner. Finally replace the old ones. Okay, sometimes Deerling lacked for charm. She gave him her best proprietress glare, the one she'd learned from Graham. I wouldn't need hearty dishes if you didn't throw them around, and my mugs aren't old. They're vintage. That means old, he muttered, and I thought the customer was always right. Joe Peterson, I ought to make you come back here and clean this yourself. When he seemed unaffected by her threat, she added, I'll tell Lucy you broke my mug. Nothing got results like invoking his sister's name. The woman was scary and awesome. She was scary awesome. He put his hands up. No need to get snippy. I'm sorry I broke your mug. Where is that girl anyway? Joe shrugged. Probably terrorizing some innocent citizen. Hey, Luce, what can I get you? Natalie asked the air behind his head. He jerked around and scowled when he didn't see her. Oh, very funny. See if I back you up next time she tries to hook you up on a blind date. Natalie grinned. For all her tough girl bluster, Lucy did like to play matchmaker. No date around here is really blind. I know every male within 50 miles, every female too. Joe perked up. Now there's an idea. I wouldn't mind seeing you with a woman. Ha, I bet you wouldn't. She snapped a dish towel at him before crouching to sweep up the mess. Her tired knees proclaimed their defeat with a loud creak and an ache that made her wince. Right in the middle of the breakfast rush. Well, they'd have to buck up, just like she would. Straightening her uniform and her spine, she headed back out with a freshly made order. She carried the plates out to the cooper's table. A name in the conversation snagged her attention. A particular name that never failed to grab her, despite its irregular and infrequent use. So... How are you folks? Breathless, she leaned against the side of the booth, striving for casual and failing. Nice day out. Glad the rain stopped. Clad entirely in denim, Julie Cooper beamed at her. We were just talking about the Nolan farm. There it was again, that little clench in her heart. Oh? Liam Cooper didn't look up from his food. I was down at the local branch last week and heard they're putting the screws on the farm. She felt awful about it, 
but she never seemed to understand what Liam was saying. Mostly it was because he had a thick drawl and not much formal schooling, so he tended to speak in his own ways. But he'd also had a stroke ten years ago and had a lisp ever since, which made her frustration now completely misplaced. Only she had an abiding curiosity for anything related to the Nolan farm. Julie took pity on her. They took his water rights, dear, and you know what that means. Yeah, she knew what that meant. Now the owner of said farm would never come back. Not that she had ever expected him to.